I'm Jake Thompson, and this is the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Welcome back. We are here with another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. I'm excited you're here this week, and you are in for a treat. I get to sit down with the founders and board of Be The Difference Foundation based here in Dallas. The organization was formed by four ovarian cancer survivors in different phases of, of their survivorship, Uh, but they all had a passion for life and ending the fight against ovarian cancer. We sit down, we talk about the organization, we talk about their upcoming event, Wheel to Survive, that I will be participating in Dallas at February 26th, and it is coming to cities all around the U.S. throughout the spring, summer, and fall. Um, And we'll link to that in the show notes, so I hope you'll take the time to check it out. It'll be a fun event, great opportunity to give back and interact with a community of people, a community of difference makers. So without further ado, let me dive into this week's episode. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. I am joined with the founders of the Be The Difference Foundation here in Dallas. Uh, I will let each and every one of them introduce themselves quickly, and then we'll dive in. I'm Julie Shrell, and I'm one of the co-founders of Be The Difference Foundation. I am a six-year survivor of ovarian cancer, and I was diagnosed at stage 3C, really straight from a few symptoms and um, a hysterectomy. It was a big shock. I'm John Mize. I'm the director for Will to Survive, and I've been with the foundation since its inception, and um, just looking forward to continuing to grow this event, create as much awareness and education on the disease as I can, and really make a difference in helping women in this fight and pre-survivors in this fight. I'm Gary Gardner, and Helen Gardner was my wife. She passed away, lost the battle in August of 2014, and she was one of the founders, and we are uh, here making a difference with uh, raising money uh, for the cause. I'm Jill Batch. I'm one of the co-founders of Be the Difference Foundation, along with Julie Shrell, Lynn Lyncher, and uh, Gary's wife, late wife, Helen. And... Um, I want to kind of tell you a little bit about what makes Be the Difference Foundation special. We were we are we are start we were started excuse me by survivors for survivors. And what I mean by that is when women are diagnosed with ovarian cancer, they're not given a lot of hope for a long survivorship. More than half of the women diagnosed with ovarian cancer will die within five years from their disease, and. Uh, this isn't really acceptable to us as survivors. This isn't something that should happen. It could happen to your mother, your sister, your wife, your best friend. And we wanted to be an organization that helped these women give them hope for a longer survivorship. And we do that really through five different initiatives. The first one is really raising awareness of the disease, of the symptoms, what it is, you know, what to look out for for ovarian cancer. Uh, The second is research for a cure, things that will help either cure a patient or at least have ovarian cancer become a chronic problem that they can live with. The third one is travel assistance to clinical trial. Since our inception in 2012, we've actually had 39 women get to clinical trials who did not have the means to do so. We also support 
Mary Crowley Cancer Center with uh, funds for innovative clinical trials. Funds from our Wheel to Survive signature event have gone directly toward starting clinical trials in ovarian cancer. And our la- um, fourth uh, initiative is doing research for a cure. We've uh, funded MD Anderson, University of Pennsylvania, NYU, and Memorial Sloan Kettering with, fu- with uh, money toward research. And last, we support Clarity Foundation in individualized tumor profiling for women with recurrent ovarian cancers so that they can get the best chemotherapy options available to them. And like I said, what differentiates us is that, you know, when you get that diagnosis of ovarian cancer, it really is, is a pretty bleak diagnosis. And, you know, as ovarian cancer survivors, to us, we need to be the difference to make people's lives better and longer. It's not okay that that many women will receive us will receive a diagnosis and will not live. So when we look at our values and our missions, we're competing every day to make these women's lives longer and healthier and stronger. You know, if a woman gets one more year, two years, even one month, they might get to celebrate something that they wouldn't have seen. And so to us, that's being the difference. Awesome. Uh, Julie, I'm going to ask you something real quick and along those lines. When you were first diagnosed, this organization obviously wasn't here. Um, That being a pretty grim diagnosis and and manner, how, one, were you able to handle that? Um, And two, kind of what was your mindset going through that process in terms of coping with it and then battling it? Well... When I found out that I actually had ovarian cancer, I was in the middle of my twin daughter's senior year of high school and my son studying for his bar mitzvah, and I didn't have time for this. <laughs> I was working full time, and I was very, you know, I had too much going on in my life. So my goal was to get through it and get done, but I was scared to death. Um, I had a couple of people want to reach out to me, but I was scared to talk to them because I was so afraid that if I talked to someone who didn't do well, that I wasn't going to do well. And and it, it just wasn't an option for me at the time. And then there was fear that, oh my God, did I pass this on to my children? So um, I, I basically got, I, I think I got really lucky, had great surgery, um, wonderful doctors, um, and I really crazy, I went and got hypnotized so I could keep my head on straight because I, I knew I would go to the dark side. And I and ever since then, I haven't. So I've kept on the pace. And because I was telling someone this last night, because I did well, I'm, I'm, I can help other people to feel like they can do well. And I, I've watched it just in the last six months. Um, a 38-year-old friend was diagnosed stage 3C, just almost exactly like me. And we had a conversation one night in her kitchen with my daughters, and we all talked about how she was going to do fine and she did great and she and you know the attitude and knowing that there's support and to see people like Lynn and and Jill and me and Helen she fought every day for five years to see that we can find something to keep us going is so helpful because and you know if you look online that's that that statistic doesn't doesn't mean you that's just, you're on the other side of statistics. 
that's kind of how how it helped me. So I'd, I'd like to add something to that. You know, one of the problems with ovarian cancer is that most women don't know they have it. You don't find out until it's too late. <clears throat> like my wife, who kept going to the doctor, and they kept on telling her she just had menopause symptoms. It's just bloating, and it's just you feel tired. It's nothing unusual. And so by the time most women find out, uh, ovarian cancer is called the silent killer because you don't know until you're stage three or four. So it's, it's very important. One of our missions is to uh, make, make women aware of the symptoms and to find uh, you, so that they do get checked and have the proper test because there is no early, early detection test. So that is one of our missions. So I'm, I'm curious along those lines, and I'll direct this one to you, is from a, a non-life-threatening situation in regards, not regards to cancer, but we often get stuck with these mental blocks if, if we're going through a situation and we don't know anyone else going through the situation or we haven't seen anyone else going through the situation when in reality, just as in this case, as in any obstacle we face, there's thousands of people going through the exact same situation. And once we see someone, say like yourself, that's able to overcome that battle and overcome that obstacle, our mindset shifts. Just as you just talked about with your friend, your attitude, your demeanor, everything about you shifts once you think, oh, I, I can win this. There's a chance I can win this versus if you immediately accept defeat. As part of the awareness and things y'all do is, is part of that introducing and connecting women with other survivors because I know the unique part about this organization is it was founded by people going through that battle. Well, it's interesting you say that because we actually had a meeting yesterday with a local um, hospital where they're looking for us to provide ovarian cancer survivors to come and help women as they've just been told that they've been diagnosed with ovarian cancer and to you know talk to them about uh, what what their fight was unfortunately there aren't that many of us and and that's you know that's really kind of a deterrent to being able to do this in a big scale is the sheer numbers you know, if I look at Julie or if I look at myself, there, there really aren't that many of us that have survived as long as we have. I'm, I'll be 10 years in April, and quite frankly, when I spoke to the hospital yesterday, um, the woman, you know, she asked how I was diagnosed, and I told her, she goes, do you realize that you're one of 5% that would have lived? You know, I was diagnosed stage 4, and it had already metastasized to my lungs. So... It's hard to do that relationship when there's so few of us that make it. So, But that is definitely something we want to do. I think attitude is absolutely key to anything in life, and I think it's key to fighting. I think if Helen hadn't been such a fighter, she would have passed away definitely years earlier than she did. So she got a couple of more years of life from that. I think taking that attitude that I can beat this and I can succeed and I can win, you know, it might not cure someone. It might not, you know, bring them a full cure, but it can give them extra time. And yeah, so one of the things. She in particular was given, you know, three different life sentences that she was going to live, you know, one to six years and the first thing they said is is you can go on a certain drug and maybe you can live 
six months to a year and a half. And so her, her attitude was, well, I'm not going to do that because those women don't live. And so through Clarity Foundation, which is one of the foundations we support, she found a clinical trial that actually kept her alive for five years. And she got to see her grandchildren be born. And so, uh, you know, I'm very proud of that fact. And that's part of what our organization stands for. Awesome. And so coming up, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Julie. And I just wanted to say that we, that we also get the opportunity at different times to speak. Uh, sometimes we talk, uh, Lynn, Jill, and I are all involved with a program called Survivors Teaching Students. And we actually go and we talk to medical students, nursing students, um, and we tell them our story so that they can listen and hear what patients have to say. Um, because if, if the doctor might listen, might hear family history, might hear some of the symptoms, they might go beyond the, oh, it's menopause kind of a thing and say, wait, let's talk about this some more. Let's look at your ovaries because most of the time they don't. That's the last place they'll look. The other thing that um, we've done as well is we've talked to women's groups and we, we tell our story so that they will listen to what we went through and something jogs their mind. They it may not be today and it may not be tomorrow, but if they feel or hear or you know see something change in their bodies, they remember. And so if, if just that little piece makes a difference in people's lives, that can change the world. And then also knowing your family history, because in reality, there are a lot of people who have a genetic predisposition to breast and ovarian cancer. They just don't know it. And there are tests now to find that out. If you know that you have that there are people in your family who've had these things, you can protect them and you can protect yourself. So there are things that we that we do that we just do because we have a story to tell and people want to hear it. I, I want to say one more thing too that uh, makes me proud of, of be the difference. And this is part of uh, Helen's fight is that when she started, um, she went to Clarity Foundation to get her genetic profiling, which Clarity did. They're a nonprofit. They did that for free. In those days, when she got her genetic profiling and took it to the doctors, they all looked at it and they go, wow, this is interesting. And then they slid it to the other side of the desk and said, sorry, we can't use that. That's not standard care. And so when she went on the clinical trial and used that study uh, and was successful, you know, by, by the time it ended, by the time her life ended, and you look at it today, genetic testing is standard of care. And she did the same thing with second surgeries. No doctor would do a second surgery. And she talked that doctor into doing second surgery. And today, second surgeries are standard of care. So part of this battle is, is an education process, but it's where our money is going and what we're fighting for to get standard care uh, more advanced and, and help people survive longer. And I think really when, when we look at, your, at the shirt that says, be a difference maker, we're Be the Difference Foundation, but everything we do, we are difference makers. Helen was, was a pioneer in a lot of ways. Jill was, is a difference maker because she's at stage four, most people kind of write people like that, you know, stage four off. And so we, we are a difference maker. And every time I, I'm sitting here looking at your shirt, I feel so good that we can be the difference and, and be a difference. And we get 
pe people are recognizing that and they're reaching out to us and we're helping to be a difference in their lives. And I think that's, if, if that's the best that we can do, that's amazing. I mean, I love that because it, it is, it's, it, and you're creating those positive chain reactions because as soon as the difference is made in their lives, they're able to positively impact others. And, and so that's the coolest part. You know, one of the quotes as we've been sharing this shirt and kind of helping uh, tell the story is, if you think you're too small to make a difference, try sleeping with a mosquito. And so, you know, people kind of get stuck in their own way of like, well, I'm just one person, but it started with just three of y'all. And so take us back to the very beginning when this whole thing started, uh, because we talked about it before we started recording it. And I'd love for you to really be able to share how that initial thing went and exceeded expectations and really what it looks like now. Well, okay, so I'll start at the very beginning. And, and for me, the very beginning was seeing John at at a walk and saying, you know, there's this event and we need to do it here. And he looks at me and he said, Julie, you are the third person who said this to me in, in the last, I don't know, month or so. I guess I got to listen. I said, yeah, I guess you do. And so he worked at the Jewish Community Center in Dallas and he went to the board and to, to his boss and everything and said, these women are coming to me and they're saying we need to we need to listen. These women are our constituents. They're they're our community, and we need to listen to them. And so, for the first time ever, the JCC did an event that didn't benefit them. They benefited us, and we just said we want to have this event. And our goal was to raise money for Clarity Foundation, and Helen committed to them fifty thousand dollars. And so we said, okay, this is a great avenue. We're going to give it a shot. We're gonna have maybe a hundred people come ride on a spin bike for six hours, you know, throughout the day, and we'll donate fifty thousand dollars. Well, as we started doing this, we were at hundred riders, we were at one hundred and fifty riders, we were at one hundred thousand dollars, and I'm like, we're gonna hit two hundred. And she, and Helen, I could see her face. Yeah, right. And and next thing you know, we had three hundred riders, and we raised three hundred thousand dollars. And we looked at each other and said. We don't know what we did, but we did something right. And we had people who came to us and said, we want to help you. How can we, how can we participate? And we didn't have an avenue for that. So we sat down and we said, we need to start our own foundation. So we sat together and we brought in Lynn. And next thing you knew, we were Be The Difference Foundation. And we had our 501c3 and we were off to raising more. And to we're in our fifth year. And so our this year, our... Mantra is hashtag survive more than five because less than 50% of the women who get diagnosed survive more than five years. We're five years old as a foundation. We've raised over um, a million and a half dollars and donated it already. By the end of this year, it'll be over two million. And for four little ovarian cancer survivors, we think that's pretty amazing. Let's talk about the Will to Survive event. Yeah. Because yes. that's, that's where we raise most of our money. And, and I want to tell you that What's great about the Will to Survive event is, is that, number one, everybody has fun. There's a lot of energy in the room. It's kind of a celebration, but it's, it's also a workout. But one of my favorite quotes about uh, the Will to Survive event is, is, because we're doing this in like six or seven cities now and it's growing, is we were doing one in Austin and there was a TV interview and they were interviewing a lady. She was, she was a little bit heavy and... She was uh, 
being interviewed, and the interviewer asked her what, what she likes best about this event. And she said, you know what I like is, is I'm on the bike and I'm never behind. And the point is, is that anybody can do this. You can go at your own pace. You, you know, you can get off in the bike and laugh for a little while and get back on and, and just have a good time. And that's what it's, about, what it's all about, is it's raising money while having a good time. And so I, 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 I plead with anybody to come and see the event or participate in it. So how many, what of the cities is it in? So Dallas, Austin. Houston. Houston. San Francisco. The um, Bay Area, San Fran, South Florida, where like Miami area, Del, Delray Beach, Boca okay. area. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're looking at what, Memphis and Denver yep. to add to Memphis it. and Denver. And so, will everyone do it at the end of this month, or is it throughout the year? Throughout the year. Okay. So, for anyone wanting to find out when it's going to be in their city, where can they go? Wheeltosurvive.org. Easy enough. <laughs> Wheeltosurvive.org. Awesome. And, and so the Dallas one, home base here, is coming up very soon. Yeah, February 26th. Okay. And it's a Sunday. It's from 9 to 3. It's a six-hour event, but you do not have to ride all six hours. My husband does, but nobody, you know, you don't have to. Um, you sound like that's a competition question that's his, here. <laughs> well, that's his only exercise all year. So okay. You know, he does. But uh, we look at it more as like a relay because you get more people involved. You become a part of a team, and everyone cheers each other on, and... The day goes so quickly. We have um, wonderful activities throughout the day. We have some surprises that go out throughout the day. Um, and so you can set up a team and come out and ride. It's $40, $50 to register. And we ask that everyone who registers raise $250. Um, but once you start to do it, it's amazing. People understand it. And everyone you talk to seems to know somebody who had a relative who had ovarian cancer and they get behind it. It's, it's really amazing. Um, so it's at the JCC. You do not have to be Jewish to, per to participate. It's just a great venue. We take over the three gyms. We have a vendor fair. We have DJ. Uh, and we have a lot of fun. That's awesome. And so that's coming up. And, and so this episode will go should go live uh, the week prior. So there's still time for someone to get signed Absolutely. up. Uh, come on down. If for some reason... They decide to download this episode on Friday, and they're like, "Oh no, this is like in oh, two no, days." Absolutely, still days. good. Still, still good. Yes. Okay, you can register that day. We've had people in San Francisco. We do it at a club, and they're like, "I didn't know about this," and they look at it and they go, "Can I play? Can I participate?" And we're like, "Yeah, come on!" And they register and they donate, and it 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 just adds to the fun. Awesome. We'll probably have three hundred fifty riders by. Um, by the event time because we're, I think we're almost at 280 now. Yeah. 290. 290. Wow. So we okay. might have we, more than 350 like riders. 13, 13 or 15 registered yesterday. And some of the people that participate raise money with just a few people or write a check themselves, but we've had people raise over $5,000 and the biggest check that was donated was $18. So, you know, you can participate at any level and be a part. I love that. Okay, and so we've got that coming up. We'll obviously go to the website to find out when it's in other cities. But in terms of this organization, someone listening that they're thinking, well, how do I go about this? Like, how do I start looking at family history? How do I find out if I'm at risk? Um, what can I start doing today? Is there resources on your site for them to be able to go? Or, or what do you recommend? We do have a resource page on BeTheDifferenceFoundation.org. It's a little bit different site from the Wheel to Survive site. Mm -hmm. But there is a, um, a page on signs and symptoms as well as family 
history type of information to look for. Julie can speak really well to the family history piece of it. We, um, I've partnered a lot with Myriad Genetics, which is the company that originally found the BRCA gene. And they have things on their website you can go on, and, and it's basically called My Risk. And you go in there and you just fill out what your risk might be, and it will tell you whether or not you need to go and talk to your doctor about your risk. Um, certainly family history, most people, when you go to the doctor, they're going to ask you, did your mom have breast cancer? Did your mom have ovarian cancer? Well, that gene can be passed down from your dad as well. And I have it, and it was passed down from my dad. My dad's mom had breast cancer twice. And I tried to get tested, and I was told I wasn't at risk. And then after I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, I said, I got to know, do I have that gene? And, and filled out the questionnaire, and the fact that I had ovarian cancer allowed me to have the test done and, and very minimal cost, if any. And I found out that, yes, I do. And, and just a couple of years ago, I found out that my grandmother's nephew had was was BRCA1, his daughter died of ovarian cancer, and his son also is BRCA1 and never knew that. And so the, the beauty of knowing your family history is being able to tell the rest of your family to protect them as well, even the ones you don't know. So, and it can come from your mom or your dad. That's, uh, that's powerful and, and very important stuff. And I know uh, anyone listening that has interest would go to those websites. We'll be linking to everything in the show notes. Uh, to connect with y'all as a team and follow not only the Will Survive, but the foundation, where can we find you online, social media? Where are you? BeTheDifferenceFoundation.org is our website. Uh, we're on Facebook. We have Facebook pages for Be The Difference Foundation as well as Wheel to Survive. We're on Twitter as Ovarian Hope because unfortunately Be The Difference Foundation wasn't available any longer. <laughs> and we are on Snapchat also as Ovarian Hope and Instagram. So, you know, connect with us online. If you're, you know, we would love for you to join us for the event. And, um, and if there's any questions at all, there's, you know, info at BeTheDifferenceFoundation.org and there are contact forms and both on both our wheels to survive and be the difference websites. Awesome. And we'll have links to all of that in the show notes. I would highly encourage everyone to follow them, especially on Snapchat. If you're in one of those six cities, that's not Dallas and you want to see how the event goes, the Dallas one is this month. Uh, so follow along, check it out and then sign up in your own story. Thank you guys so much for today. This was great. Thank you, Thank you Jake. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. To connect with the show further, visit betterthanyesterdaypodcast.com. You can also email us at podcast at competeeveryday.com. Or if you want to connect with our team online, you can find us at Compete Every Day on any social media channel. I'm excited to have you part of the community. I look forward to serving you again next week. I'll see you then.